What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Next Up Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Brenneman. We're in Norman, Oklahoma, and we got the big get today. Been trying to get this guy on the pod for a long time. Oklahoma quarterback Dylan Gabriel, a guy who I think's got a chance to be a Heisman Trophy contender this season. Going to talk to Dylan about his career, his journey. He's got a remarkable story, his expectations for this season, and so much more. Before we get there, please subscribe, comment, like, share this podcast, hit that freaking subscribe button. Need y'all to run it up and show support and show the love. And also, shout out to the Noun Hotel in Norman, Oklahoma for allowing us to come on their rooftop lounge and shoot this podcast. Great spot. If you're in Norman, stay stay at the Noun Hotel. It's a great place. Let's go talk to Dylan. Well, I appreciate you doing this, man. Of course. I'm glad to, glad to have you on. I've been trying to, trying to get you on for a while, so I'm excited to talk to you. It's like, uh, I, I think I told you, it's like trying to get Tom Brady on the podcast. I'm trying to get you on. Not <laughs> even <kidding>. close. Not <laughs> even <just> close. <laughs> no, but I appreciate it, man. I'm excited to talk to you. Um, we got a lot to talk about, man. I'm, I'm excited to dive into your career a little bit and kind of how you got to this point right now and mm-hmm. um, all the success you've had. But um, how did you feel spring went? Feel like it was pretty good? Spring was really good. I think just the growth we made and, yeah. I don't know, just from last season, obviously, not being – what anyone wanted, really. Yeah. Uh, just the growth we made and stuff like that. It's been it's been night and day difference, for yeah. sure. Um, but most importantly, year two, as you know, like everyone's a lot more comfortable. And I say it more in like the day-to-day things, you yeah. know, knowing just when to show up and- <laughs> Where everything is. It, it, yeah, <laughs> that too, like it's just the, the small things really that helped us, so. Yeah. What, what were your thoughts on the spring game? Like it was pretty. The scoring system was a little interesting there. It was like eighty-four to eighty-two or something. Final score. <laughs> I couldn't keep up one with the scoring system, but two, it was very interesting. It yeah. was really interesting. But I guess it was it was kind of fun, kind of having that competition aspect. Yeah. Um, we did split the teams last year, which was kind of cool, but um, definitely very different. Yeah. From what I'm used to. It was cool to see. I mean, that was one of the best spring game environments I've ever seen. Like, I played at Penn State, good spring game environment. Like, that was pretty sick. It was packed. I mean, not packed, but it was a lot of people there. There's a lot of people. And it's crazy to even say it, but last year was even crazier. Was it? And this year, it was still crazy. It was a a good environment, but last year was super crazy. Did you see, uh, did you get to see Coach Venable's thing pregame? He did? I did not. (laughs) But we were standing in the tunnel for. About 15 minutes. He was out there for a while. <laughs> he was out there for a minute. Um, it's funny. We did, we've been interviewing a bunch of guys, and they've all mentioned uh, last Thursday's speech after practice. He said they said he went on for like an hour or something after practice. <laughs> I don't want to say this in any weird way, but with Coach Venables, an after-practice speech, like, you may be on your knee for <laughs> – 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> I love it. He's got a lot of sayings, man. He seems, yeah. he seems like he's a fun guy to he's play for. He's a great for. dude. He's a yeah. great dude. Do you guys have a good relationship? We do. Uh, Coach Venables is like a, a father figure, yeah. you know, away from home, which is just really good for a lot of guys who come from many different backgrounds. So having a guy like him, even for me, you know, a guy who's got a dad in my life, but just having a different, you know, yeah. perspective and um, – I don't know. It's it's just a great feeling. You know, you can talk to him about anything, and yeah. it's not normal. I, I've had three different head coaches, had a new, you know, OC every single year, and then a different position coach yeah. every year, really. Um, That's so crazy. <laughs> just with my experience with different coaches, you know, he's he's definitely different and stands out in a good way. The thing I'm curious about, I was going to start with your high school career, but let's go into this now. Um, Jeff Lebby's offense. Oh. Year two now, like, what's it like? What were some of the challenges learning it? Obviously, like, how fast-paced it is. Like, just talk to me about that a little bit. Well, people don't understand, too. I mean, you do. Like, every year, the offense changes a little bit. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, from UCF to Ole Miss to Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. it's different. You know, and that's part of the great part about it is he's forever evolving and, and changing to adapt to, you know, new defenses. Yeah. Uh, new structures so having that I mean it's it's a blessing but it's also you know there's some growing pains with it but um just year one I think we learned the base of it Mm -hmm. and 
obviously we struggled in some areas, but year two, we can kind of dive into the details. Yeah. And I think like just having that going into spring, mm -hmm. it was way better. Do you like playing fast? I do. I don't want to sound like Chris Brown, but I like to switch up the tempo. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I think he's rubbing off. You know, being, a, being able to play fast and take advantage of you know defenses that aren't set, mm -hmm. um, I think is important. But I think being able to play at our pace and most importantly, it's just controlling the game. Yeah. You know, on the offense, we set the tempo. I think that's more of the aspect I like. What are some of the? I think fans don't really realize when you play as fast as you guys play sometimes, what are like the advantages and disadvantages for a quarterback? You know, like, do you, do yeah. you feel like when you go, if you guys are snapping the ball with 25 seconds on the play clock or whatever, 20, what are the, do you feel like you are limited some like, you know, pre-snap what you're seeing? Like defenses aren't even set sometimes. Like that, well, that can help, but can also hurt at some yes. points. So the advantages, definitely them not being set. Yeah. So you get, to, you know, chunk yardage or, mm -hmm. You know, easy completions, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that for one. Um, I think the second advantage is they're really tired. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you get that big chunk play and you're running down the field and you're snapping it right yeah. when the ball's set. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, they're running sideline to sideline, so mm -hmm. naturally they get tired. But I think a a disadvantage maybe uh, you get tired as well, you know, because <laughs> yeah. you're pushing the tempo and O line, but um, it helps the pass rush. Yeah. You know, the pass rush is a lot slower um, just because those D linemen get tired as well, but then also subs. Yeah. So um, there's a lot more advantages, but I think in situations it, it's good to slow down, you yeah. know, red zone plus side of the field, you know, being able to get in the right call. Yeah. What's your relationship like with Coach Levy? Are you guys tight as can be? <laughs> he's, he's my guy, dude. Yeah. I, you know, it goes back to even recruiting in high school and, um, just really trusted him and had different schools I was looking at, but just, I think it always comes down to trust with the, the coach that believes in you and, yeah. you know, sees what you can be, but also, you know, pushes you to be what you, you know, where you want to get to. And with Coach Lev, I think the best part is I know how much he loves me, but I also know how hard he's going to push me to, Demanding. to yeah. you know, be my best. Yeah. Well, I wanted to start with your with your high school football career in Hawaii, uh, yeah. but I had other things that came to my mind first. <laughs> let's yeah, let's talk about that. So, I mean, pretty unique, like playing in Hawaii. Talk me talk to me about your high school football career, and then, you know, how you got to the point where you started, you know, getting offers and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I played at Milani High School. Mm. I played maybe five or six games as a freshman in JV, and then Mackenzie Milton, who was a quarterback at yeah. UCF, he ends up getting hurt with the shoulder injury, mm. kind of like the, you know, towards the end of the season. And I end up getting called up or pulled up yeah. to varsity and um, end up starting, you know, kind of that last game and then the playoffs. Mm. But then I end up getting injured as well. So they we get into our, our third quarterback. But ever since then, I, I started, you know, from that year all the way to my senior year mm. and just played a bunch of ball. But it, it was a blast for sure. What, what was your recruiting process like? Were there, was it intense at, at some point? I mean, obviously, like, again, yeah. being from where you're from, oh. it's not as, like, active as being from Florida or something. It was slow. It yeah. was, honestly, it was slow, and it didn't ramp up until the last two to three weeks, mm. which was crazy, but it all timed up because there's a, a career passing yard thing in Hawaii yeah. and uh, Timmy Chang, Tua Tagovailoa, there's, I mean, a bunch of, you know, guys who've yeah. done really well. Um, I ended up beating it, and I think, I can't remember the number, but we ended up, you know, beating that record, or the career yardage, passing yardage, and then I just started getting calls from, you know, Georgia, USC, UW, and then UCF. Yeah. So, you ever think about going to Hawaii, staying home? I did. I did for a little bit. What was the quarterback that threw for like 60,000 yards or whatever? Was it? That was Timmy Chang. Timmy Chang. He, threw, yeah. he threw for a bunch of yards. And yeah. then Cole Brennan also threw Cole for Brennan. a bunch of yards. Yeah, Cole Brennan, yeah. Cole Brennan threw for a bunch of yards. So, but my dad also went to University of Hawaii. Yeah. So, you know, growing up, I was always a fan of, you know, UH and um, always went to games. But um, I think I just wanted to get away, you know, being on yeah. the island for a while. I was 
it was great and uh, a lot of fun, but, you know, just wanted to you know, try something new and yeah. you know, play some big-time football. You mentioned Mackenzie Milton. What's he doing? I haven't heard that name in a while, man. <laughs> yeah, he's – no. What's he doing? We're really close. He uh, He's working on getting into back into coaching. He is cool. Yep, so – but, you know, we talk a bunch, and yeah. he's a big part of the reason, you know. Yeah. You know, stuff at UCF went down, so. He's a beast. He is. He's he was good, man. Um, so, yeah, t tell me about choosing UCF. What was – you know, you had a bunch of offers. You choose yep. UCF. What was that whole process like? It was stressful. It was yeah. it was wild. Um, so originally going into my senior season, I was committed to Army. Mm -hmm. um, so my dad's at University of Hawaii. My dad's head coach uh, was Coach Wagner, but that his OC was Paul Johnson, mm -hmm. who is the head yeah. coach at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. And then his backup quarterback was Coach Kenny Niamatololo mm -hmm. at Navy, and then his grad assistant was coach Munkin the head coach at army at so army. that that whole kind of triple option connection yeah uh just going into season that's where my recruiting was I was mm -hmm. I was committed to army I didn't know that I didn't know you were committed to army yeah and then <laughs> you know uh just things started to happen and uh I think as you know my senior season went on like I said uh started to get more offers mm -hmm. Um, throughout that time, so I ended up decommitting and taking my visits to UCF, Georgia, and USC. Mm -hmm. and a little different than Army. Yeah. <laughs> a little different. Um, and then I, I took the UCF visit, and it was – I, I kind of knew I, I really liked the place. Just mm -hmm. It was really similar to home, the weather and, and all that. Um, and then, of course, the offense. Yeah. You know, it was doing really well, so – just was a great fit, but at that time I didn't have, you know, the Georgia and USC offer, mm -hmm. so didn't end up committing. When ended up going home, but shortly after I got the calls from Georgia and USC, took those two visits, maybe two weeks before uh, signing day, mm -hmm. and then just you know felt it was right that UCF, you know, just having the ability to play right away and you know compete for the job. I think that was big for me. It's got to be tough to take OVs to Georgia and USC and then still pick still pick UCF. For sure. No, <laughs> it had to be tough. <laughs> that was the, you know, the, the question I think everyone, yeah. you know, asked me uh, was, you know, like, why don't you go to Georgia, USC? Or, mm -hmm. But it was just, you know, the big, big thing for me is, you know, the ability to or opportunity to even compete for a job and play. Yeah. You know, I knew I wanted to play right away. And, um, you know, having that opportunity obviously was big. What visit was was more fun, Georgia or uh, or SC? I had a blast on the Georgia visit. Yeah, I heard they do it right at Georgia. They do. They, <laughs> I mean, they kill it. Um, I think what was hard was USC was my last visit, mm -hmm. so I, it was really stressful, and I was like, I was yeah. spinning in all directions. We're enjoying it. <laughs> you know, and I'm yeah, a lot to think about. I'm in the hotel room with my mom and dad. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where to go. You know, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just luckily it all, you know, yeah. you know, God had his plan for me, and I was just happy that I'm following that path. You ever think about what life would be like if you would have went to Army? <laughs> we make jokes. I mean, there's a, a lot of jokes about it, but, <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy, you know, how, like, I kind of go back to, you know, God's plan for me and how weird it is, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's just crazy how you always – leads me to where I need to be at, yeah. at the, you know, right time. And I'm just, I'm grateful for that because I truly believe, like, you know, my journey so far has been yeah. you know, because of him and, you know, just where I where I need to be at the right right moment. Yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're where you're supposed to be right now, I right? Know. Like in a good spot, man. I know. Uh, you like Orlando? You had fun there? I do. I, I love Orlando. It's a cool Orlando. spot. I love it's, Orlando. It's a great spot. I have a bunch of great friends that, you know, I still talk to and I'm really close to and um, the weather you can't beat it Florida's you know beautiful but yeah just all of it I think it, it reminded me of home yeah you know most importantly because of the you know Hawaii Florida yeah connection what was your time at UCF what, what, what would you say is like your favorite part of your career there favorite game or favorite play or anything that sticks out in your mind I think when we played Stanford yeah 
you know, kind of like my, I guess, you know, my first big game and, you know, big win uh, at home. You know, just a, a really good day for the offense. Defense played their butt off too, but, yeah. um, you know, it was, it was a good time. I, I enjoyed it. And and then also just the memories with the, the coaches and the teammates, that'll never leave me and something I always, you know, will, will hold to this day. Yeah. Talk me through the your decision-making process then deciding to leave UCF. Yep. You know, what was what were those conversations like? Like, how did that come to fruition? It was tough. Like, because yeah. the truth is I, I love that place. And I think for me, the biggest thing was growth and getting better and, you know, kind of set myself in an uncomfortable spot, you know, because, you know, sometimes change is good, you know, yeah. and it's needed because, you know, sometimes you've you've reached your, you know, your point or as much as you could grow. And I think, um, I think when I had the conversation with my mom and dad, it was, you know, knowing that I can play at a certain level and, um, you know, not let myself hold myself back from that opportunity. So uh, I just, I really want to see what, you know, where I could take it. And I think once I did enter the portal, you know, it was a, a big, a true testament to, you know, knowing, you know, I could play at a, a certain level. And yeah. um, obviously being here now, it's it's a beautiful thing, just competing with these guys. And mm -hmm. it is different, I will say that. When you first entered the portal, what was it like? Like, was your phone blowing up right away? Was it, was it, like, was it what you expected? Or was it, did you not get hit up as much as you thought? Like, what was it, what was it like? It's weird, because I feel like, I was in the beginning of a lot of things. Yeah. Like when I came to college, the portal just started. Just started, yeah. NIL just started. Conference realignment. I mean, just everything. Yeah. Like I feel like I was in the middle of all of it. Mm -hmm. But that I don't know if that was the first time of the portal, but I ain't talked to anyone who's been in the portal before then. <laughs> so I feel like you know that was. You know what to expect. Yeah. I was kind of the yeah. you know the lab rat with that one, but. Uh, it was a, a crazy time because, mm -hmm. you know, you just you want to make the right decision. You know, you know, it's a risk you're taking, but, yeah. you know, just betting on yourself and, and believing in your ability. What was that portal process like? I, you were committed to UCLA, right? Yep. You committed to UCLA and then flipped to Oklahoma. Like, give me the story there. Like, what, like what schools were you looking at? How that how that process go down? It probably happened. Yeah. How, long, how long was the process? Like, not that long, right? It's pretty quick. So you can enter the portal right at the end of the season, mm -hmm. but recruiting ends maybe two weeks after. Yeah. So you got to fit your two, you know, your visits in within a certain amount of time. And I could only fit in two visits and I only visited Ole Miss when coach Levy was there and then UCLA. And, um, obviously coach Levy had left to, to mm -hmm. come here to Oklahoma. So, um, you know, I just felt really confident in, in UCLA at the time. And, um, that was, you know, the option at the time. Um, as time transpired, uh, school was about to start, but, you know, Coach Levy, there's an opportunity here, you know, and like I said, I go back to, you know, trusting your instinct, trusting your heart. You know, I had a good friend of mine that I always talked to, and he's like, you know, you kind of have an idea with, you know, your top spots, but there's always going to be a wild card. Yeah. And the wild card was Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember maybe the day before leaving to UCLA, I get the call and then, you know, we're, we're kind of set on going to UCLA, but I come back into my mom and dad, you know, in the house. And I'm like, hey, like, <laughs> like I can, I can yeah, Oklahoma, you know, Coach Lev called. And, and I think at that point there, with the whole portal, it's, it's, it's exhausting. It's, yeah. It's tough because you want to be right, you know, and you, I think at a certain point you just, you want to play football, you yeah. know, but there's a lot of things you got to navigate to get to that point. And, uh, it was a funny 48 hours, um, to that decision. But, um, like I said, the wild card ended up being Oklahoma and it's felt, you know, the best ever since. So you were, it was the day before you were going to leave for UCLA. <laughs> The day before. <laughs> yep. so you were packed up, ready to roll? <laughs> I, I was. It's, it's weird. And that's why I go back. Like, it's so weird how it happened because, like, I had my suitcase out and stuff. And I was slowly, you know, 
because I knew it, I had a little more time. But I remember just getting a call from Coach Lev, and he's like, Boomer. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and then, you know, fast forward, we're right here. Yeah. What was that conversation like with UCLA? Was that tough? It was. You know, uh, I had a great relationship with them. I know a lot of people on UCLA's team and um, a center there. His name's Duke Clemens. He, we went to middle school together. Uh, a guy named Darius Moussao ended up committing to UCLA. That um, I played line, He played linebacker at Milani High School with me. Um, so we played together. And then Titus. Uh, he played with me at UCF, ended up transferring to UCLA. So there's a lot of connections and ties people, yeah. that, you know, I knew people at UCLA. So you, you go from Hawaii to Florida, we're going to go to LA, and then you end up in Norman, Oklahoma. I know. <laughs> Couldn't be any different, <laughs> any more different. So different. <laughs> but I think that experience in general, uh, um, like I said, just God put me in the right spot. Yeah. Um, kind of slowing the tempo down and, uh, it's different, but I love it. I've I've begun to love it. So then, I'm just fascinated by this whole by the situation or the the timing of everything. So then, you decide to go to Oklahoma. How fast did you have to get to Oklahoma? Then were you like? So I committed on the spot. Yeah. I I hadn't seen it. I hadn't. That's what, so you had you never saw campus, right? You just just trusted. I trusted my yeah. instincts. I trusted you know God's plan and belief and you know. In what he had set out for me and risky, crazy, right? <laughs> like a lot of people did think I was crazy. You know, <laughs> even my family, like, you haven't even seen the place. But um, I think there's, there's kind of a beauty in it. You know, yeah. just talk that first conversation I had with Coach BV, uh, you know, was, I trusted him, you know, and I trust Coach Levy, obviously, too. So after I committed, I think that weekend I flew up for my official, but you know, from then I, you know, flew back home, got my stuff, and okay. came back. <laughs> That's sweet. Crazy. Was your was your family like during that time? Were they were they stressed out? Were they excited? Like, did they want you to go to Oklahoma? What were they What were they thinking? They, I know they you're were close with them. I think they were stressed out more because, like I said, they just wanted me to make the right decision. Yeah, you know, and. Um, it's a stressful time because there was a lot of, you know, people don't realize when you do have a lot, it's a, a lot more options, it's a lot more difficult. Mm -hmm. I was laughing because in high school, it was, it was a lot easier, just, you know, two or three. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it, uh, <laughs> it got confusing for sure yeah. uh, during my time, but they were happy with it. They, they trusted me and, you know, they're, they're big on, you know, let me make my, my own decisions and just guided me and helped me through it. So having them, you know, in their support system yeah. helped me a lot. The stressful part, I feel like, for you during that process is nowadays when you're a high school recruit, high school quarterback, it's like, if it doesn't work out of where I pick, like, I'll just go to the next spot. We're like, you had to get this right, yep. you know? Like, you didn't have, like, I mean, you could probably transfer again, but, like, yep. you don't want to, you got to get it people, right. A lot of people ask why I did leave, right? Like, why even leave a spot where yeah, you started? exactly. That's kind of what you know, I was thinking. And yeah. for me, it, it's growth. It's I know there's untapped potential that I still, you know, want to be coached up on and, mm -hmm. and grow and, and know that I can be so much better. So I think that was my biggest thing is that opportunity to do so, mm -hmm. be coached up and be pushed. And that's, I go back to Coach Levy's, you know, relationship. Like, that's why I love, like, love him so much. It's like, I know he's going to push me to a point where, you know, yeah. I'm going to get better mm -hmm. and I'm going to grow and, um, that's all I want. Since you've been here, what's it been like being, like, the guy at a powerhouse like this? Like, it's different than UCF, you know? Yeah, it's different. I think, you know, there's a there's a spotlight on you and on anyone playing at a at a high level. Um, but I know I know what that comes with. You know, I I've been doing it all my life. I had to you know grow up really quick when I was starting as a freshman in high school, but then as well as a freshman in college. So just growing up quick that way, I think kind of prepared me for that. And then also, you know, at the end of the day, your, your instincts show up in the most crucial moments, you know, yeah. who you are as a person. And I, I was raised right. And, you know, I'm so blessed to have my mom and dad who, you know, you know, guided me in the right direction. And 
um, that's why I am the way I am. Uh, and that's why I truly believe this. It's it's easy for me because, yeah. you know, I, I got my priorities straight. Was there a moment when you got here where, I mean, I'm sure people knew you around campus at UCF, but like yeah. now in Norman, like you go to like the grocery store, like you're going to get stopped and get pictures and things like that. Yeah. Was that, did you notice that right when you got here? I did. I, I kind of knew too, you know, because it, it is a smaller town. Yeah. That, uh, like I said, there's a, there's a spotlight. You know, everyone loves Oklahoma. Everyone loves Oklahoma football. So it, it's also a great feeling, though, knowing that you got, mm-hmm. you know, that support. It reminds me of high school. You know, yeah. everyone in, in your town just, <laughs> just being you. super supportive and <laughs> yeah. loving. And, you know, that's a great feeling. But I'd say just at UCF, because it was a bigger city, uh, there's a lot going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, Norman, Oklahoma, it's, it's Oklahoma yeah. football and Oklahoma, you know, sports in general. You like the town here? You think it's cool? You, you enjoy it? I do. I love it. Yeah. I, at first, you know, it took me a while to, you know, with time, so <laughs> you know, to, to get adjusted to, you know, snow and, and, you know, weather being cold one day, hot the other. I mean, yesterday it was, yeah, it was 43 and now it's beautiful 69, 70 We were degrees. wearing t-shirts yesterday. We thought it was going to be warm. Right. <laughs> and now it's... Brutal. it's Beautiful. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, as far as like the the campus itself, what's like what's your favorite spot to hit up on in Norman? You got like a favorite restaurant or anything? I do. I got I got a lot. Yeah, and I love food. That's that's for sure. So Charleston's, it's right up yonder. I don't know which way that is, but over there, <laughs> Charleston's. I love uh, Red Rock. Um, I love their steaks. I love mm-hmm. the salmon and the potatoes. And then I love appetizers. Yeah. I love, I don't know, I, there's something about breaking bread and ordering a bunch of appetizers and just. That's, that's such a power move. You know? When you order like six apps for the table. Yeah. Just, that's what you're doing. I'm like, I'm like, I want, you know. <laughs> Give me all of it. It's the best. And then um, if it's fast, I kind of like. The garage or like breakfast at Neighborhood Jam is mm-hmm. is the spot. Let's uh let's dive into I mean just your time in Oklahoma so far. I was doing some uh watching some stuff on last season for yep. just different teams. I was watching Oklahoma stuff. Obviously last season didn't go the way you guys wanted it to. Yep. But uh I thought you played pretty well last season. Like you took care of the football, like you know, they, whenever you're quarterback, like and yep. the team's not doing great, it's you always get flat and get heat. Yeah. That's just in the nature of the beast, right? But, um, you know, like you had a personally, I thought, a pretty good season. Like, did you feel that way? Like, obviously, the wins that you didn't get the wins you wanted, but yeah. I think the, the craziest thing is like, there's five games, it's one possession games. Yeah, exactly. And there's five plays you want back in each, in each mm-hmm. game. That could be the difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of what I've, took with me from that season and you know nobody wants like nobody goes into a season like we're gonna you go six and seven you know like <laughs> yeah like nobody thought that nobody pushed for that no, that wasn't at all but I would just say with how close we were you live on the right side of it mm-hmm. the conversation is totally different yeah you know and there's two games you know I end up you know being injured and sitting yeah. out for but the five games I did play in, there's one possession games, and like I said, we got to live on the right side of it. Uh, for me, it was an average year, you know, because I know there's so much more that we left on the table. But I think, you know, you you take a perspective of of that, you know, that there's so much growth that we can make, and I think that it was my focus going into yeah. going into spring, and then going into obviously now summer. What was the morale like around the team when you guys were kind of struggling there for a little bit? Did you, you feel like everyone kind of stayed together? You feel like it was tough? It's tough. I've, I've never had a season like that probably in my, my whole lifetime, mm-hmm. and at least playing sports. And uh, it's hard because you, you build up hope throughout the season, you know, and you, you win a game and you're building, mm-hmm. you know, building off that, and then you lose a close one. Yeah. And it's like it's a tough feeling, but – the guys stuck together. That's that was probably the also most difficult part is you got someone you believe in. You, know, you got great coaches in the facility. Mm-hmm. 
you got great people that want to see us succeed. And it's like, when you have that, it's difficult. Cause it's like, yeah. if it was the other way around, nobody would care. And it's like, yeah, you know, you're all fending for yourself, but everyone's sticking together and kind of like, you know, ran this thing out together, which was, you know, tough to see. Does Coach Venables ever get on you? Does he yell at you at all? Like, oh. I, I'm, I'm always, I'm always curious to like the head coach quarterback relationship, you know? For sure. And <laughs> I think it's because he's defensive minded, yeah. right? So if, like if we're to. doing good, <laughs> you know, he's not going to be happy with me. But then yeah. if the defense is doing good, he's like, also not necessarily going to be <laughs> happy with us. Yeah. So lose, lose. <laughs> it's interesting, but you know, he does a great job of managing it and, yeah. you know, being able to, you know, be on both sides of the ball. And for our first time head coach, you know, he's been really good. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that he is a first time head coach. Yeah. You know, he's got so much knowledge that he pours into us every single day. And I'm just grateful for that. What's his favorite one liner? Yeah, or, or your favorite one-liner of his. He's got a lot, right? <laughs> he's got a bunch. He's got – so this is the thing about Coach Venables. He's got one-liners. He's got acronyms. <laughs> he's got poems. He's got stories. There's not one I could, I could say, but it's – I'll say this. It's funny because a lot of the Clemson guys – you know, and the, the they're all Dabo quotes, right? Yeah, just learn, <laughs> learning from Coach, you know, Dabo, and then you know, kind of, you know, bringing that, you know, to to us and his flavor of it. But yeah. um, he's got a bunch. Like if you sit in one team meeting, it's about fifteen to twenty that he pours on you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, um, I, I need to I need to hear some more of his speeches. You <laughs> do take some notes. Uh, what's the one part of your game that from last season you were like, I got to get better at this? I'd say third downs, Yeah, you know, having that mentality of, you know, you know, we, we look at the numbers and it wasn't, it wasn't the best uh, mm -hmm. unit meeting uh, when we're talking about situational football, but you know, you look at third downs and you just got to be better. But I think it's the mentality. It's the, the, you know, emphasis every single day, mm -hmm. you know, when you get in that situation. Um, but it just, it put into perspective for us. And I think, you know, throughout the spring, we had a, a damn good spring with, you know, Emphasis on situational football. Yeah. How the playmakers looking? Like you feel good about the receiver room and and uh, you know those guys stepping up. I do. I I, uh, I like where we're at, mm -hmm. and you know we set out a bunch of goals for ourselves. You know coming into spring, and there's a bunch of playmakers, mm -hmm. and some have played a lot. Some have you know, will you know just or have just touched the surface with what they've been able to do. But I mean. Everyone is capable of, of playing at a high level. And like I said, you know, with Nick, with Andrell, with Jaleel, with Drake, um, even with the younger guys, yeah. you know, Gavin Freeman. Uh, I heard he had a great spring. He had so a great, guys were just talking about he had him a damn good spring. Yeah. And just having guys, you know, you know, build that confidence, but then also yeah. get pushed, you know, by one another. Um, it's it's going to be really good as long as we continue, you know, stay on the path we've been. What are what are your personal goals for the season? My Heisman. You I, know, you know, I had to say that. Yeah, and <laughs> I think that's something. You know, it's weird because I've never, I guess, put that at the forefront of you know my goals. Yeah. Because I truly believe in team success. will will take care of everything it needs to. I got to tell you, I just shot a video like last week about take the Dylan Gabriel Heisman odds. Yeah. It's coming out next week, so got to warn you for it. it. <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I would just say, like, I always go back to team success, you know. But my yeah. goal is find a way to come out with a W with whatever it takes and then dominating, like, having that mentality, drilling into our guys, like, you know, going behind the O-lineman and just yeah, putting a little, you know, emphasis behind that with them. But I think that's that'll take care of everything. I always say that you you win, winning take care, takes care of everything. Winning single cares thing. all, right? Everything. <laughs> yeah, everyone's happy when you're winning, right? Um, what what's like? What, how would you describe your leadership style? Like, is it are are you like you're definitely? I'm just trying to like fit, like picture like what what your style is like as a. As I'd a say. I like to make people laugh. Yeah. You know, I like to be lighthearted. And I was going to say, you're so, like, you're so like laid back and to be, cool. To, like. You know, to be poised and calm in certain yeah. situations, but I also like to, you know, they know when 
I, I think it's big that when they see that side of me, you know, they feel, you know, comfortable and, and really, you know, know that, you know, I got their back and, and they, they can trust me. Yeah. But they also know when I flip that switch that, you know, yeah. they know when I'm being for real. And I think that is kind of, you know, cool about my leadership style is, man, we can have our fun. And also in the most crucial times, you know, I'll keep it lighthearted so that they can relax and be super focused yeah. in that moment. But when I turn it on and when they see that, you know, that switch, yeah. then Don't mess they with also DJ. know, you know, <laughs> it's on. What, what's your what's your mindset like pregame? Are you uh, are you like a... Uh, joking around in the locker room guy like lighthearted are you like music on like don't talk to me like I'm, it, before the game i'm not i'm i'm really locked in yeah um but during warm-ups you know during that time we can interact mm. i try to keep it you know very you know chill Have and fun. calm and yeah. you know get the guys you know just in a their right headspace whatever they need to what uh it's the last season in the big 12 and then SEC the year after that, like, do you think about that at all? Like the the possibility, like if you stay for another year, yeah. like to be able to play in the SEC. I know I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself yeah, um, <laughs> up here, but that, that's I haven't cool. I haven't thought that far. But I will <laughs> say this: with conference realignment, yeah, it's about to be crazy. Mm. And college football is it's what it's all about. You look for the big time matchups, and mm. you know people always talk about you know certain schedules or this, but the biggest you know, games are the ones, you know, people dream of playing them. Yeah. So if you can get more of those, why not, you know? You know, I'm, I, I like it. I mean, I'm excited to see, like, when the pack, when they, SC and UCLA went to the Big Ten, like, everyone hated it. I, like, I can't wait to see, like, Penn State, UCLA. Like, that's going to be a I sick know. game. <laughs> like, know. You know? There's one thing I did here, and I will say this. If they did this, it would be the craziest uh -huh. conference. If they got Clemson and Florida State and the SEC. Yeah. I think every week, every game would be It'd be wild. The best environments. So you have a source on that, or you? you I don't have a source. <laughs> I wish. I mean, I just. Are we breaking news on the pod? I just, <laughs> I just, you know, hear people talk, and I'm like, shoot, if they do it, yeah, it'd be a good time. That'd be sweet, man. That'd be sick. Yeah, I mean, it, last year in the Big Twelve, like, it's there's, if there's ever a time to win it, right? <laughs> it's, it's this year. It is. It is. Is that year. like? Is that the? Um, is that what you would define a successful season, like Big 12 championship? Like, what would you say is success at, at the end of the year? I will. I, I, that's that's our goal. I mean, every time we walk in the building, that's you know, put a put a damn ring on. You know, like yeah. that's that's the focus. And I know it's week by week, and you got to keep you know that focus. Um, but you know, to say we don't have that goal in mind is yeah, you know, lie. <laughs> be lying. So um, that's the goal, and that's the you know, what we want to achieve, mm. but it just, you know, takes day by day and, you know, truly pushing one another to, to be our best. I want to ask you about this, this dynamic. I ask a lot of quarterbacks I have on about it because in college football nowadays, there's always, there's always a guy coming in behind you, right? Mm. And fans always, you know, like I was talking to Sean Clifford at Penn State yep. and they have, the, they have like the freshman five-star behind him and like the yeah. fans always want to see the, the young guy. It's yeah. every, every starting quarterback deals with it, right? Like yeah. the guy behind them. And, you know, you have good quarterbacks on the roster behind you. Like what's that dynamic like? How do you handle that? How do you handle being like a leader for those guys knowing yeah. that like if you mess up, they're going to want your spot? Like what's that, what's that like for you? Yeah, um, I think it's I think it's normal, you know. Yeah, I'm everyone a, deals with it, right? <laughs> I'm a, you know, certain body type and yeah. a two-star quarterback, you know. But I'm at this point, and it's from you know hard work, grind, and just focusing on my craft. But the truth is, like, that's gonna happen. You know, it's mm -hmm. the it's the nature of the beast. You know, there's always a guy behind you, and there's, um, you know, there's always competition, mm -hmm. you know, regardless. But you know, the biggest thing is we have a healthy, you know, quarterback room and uh, I always handle it by just being a, a great leader as best as I can and trying to help everyone out regardless. Um, and I just take that approach because, you know, I was once in everyone's shoes yeah. at certain, you know, yeah. stages of my career. So um, I've had a positive, you know, uh, journey and impact on you know my career so I just try to pay it forward whichever way I can and you know focus on what I can control I just thought of this what's the wildest thing a fan's ever 
slid in your DMs about? Like, I'm sure you get some some crazy things. You had to get some last season, like someone who bet on you guys. I just like, like, do you read that stuff? Do you see it? <laughs> I mean, so during the season, I try to just delete the apps. One, because I just, yeah, I really don't go on my phone because I just want to focus on, you know, preparation. And I mean, with phones, shoot, if you get on it for a little bit, yeah, you're scrolling, you're stuck on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Off season, I go on it just so I can, you know, talk with people or you know, maintain, you know, relationships and stuff. But usually, I just text throughout the season. But when I after season, when I get on and uh, just certain things, like for me, it's not necessarily the social media side because anyone can say anything on a screen, but it's the in-person interactions that throw me off the most. Oh, really? Like I'm I'm walking down the street and car drives by, you know, says some crazy stuff, goes one way, and I'm like, for real. But I keep walking, and then another car comes down the other side and says something really similar. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I got, like, a two-in-one, like, one this way, one this way. But What are I they mean, saying? Like, like telling you you suck? Like, I can't. I mean, there was some, some profanity yeah. in it. But, you know, it, it was fun. Like, I always take it very lightheartedly because, yeah. you know, they're, they're fans of the game and write to their own opinion. So they, they say what they do. But it's hilarious on my end, because it's like, you wouldn't believe, you know, I, you know, I understand the social media side, you can say whatever you want, but the in-person interactions, yeah. I give people credit, I'm like, dang. It takes some balls. It does take some balls. <laughs> and then, you know, they're like the first ones that this year when you're balling, they're going to be like, oh, I love Dylan. <laughs> and it's it's what comes with it, you know, yeah. the, the same people that, you know, prey on your downfall or, you know are there to throw it in your face when you're not doing so well, or the same people, you know, yeah. dabbing you up and seeing you right right in front <laughs> of your eyes. So um, it, it, it is crazy. Spring game was cool because you guys had Kyler was back and Baker and all those guys. Have you been able to develop relationships with any, like, former OU quarterbacks? I have. Uh, Bake is is a, just a great guy and someone that, um, I've been able to, you know, text back and forth with, but mostly import, most importantly because our GA uh, was his backup and oh, cool. really close with him. So we always, you know, just mess around, yeah. send selfies and stuff like that. But um, Kyler, you know, have obviously got, been able to, you know, say what's up to him and stuff. But, you know, these guys are, are busy dudes and I understand <laughs> it. So just it's a pleasure to, you know, yeah. obviously get to meet them. Most importantly. Who's the, the quarterback in the league that you think you kind of like emulate the most or try to style your play? Not that not that you're styling your play after yeah. someone, but that just that you're like compare the most to. I uh I like to I always get this question one, yeah. but I always like to, you know, take a little bit from everyone, you know, whether it's their leadership style, how they move in the pocket, how they extend plays, you know. I know I won't be Lamar Jackson, so, yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I respect his game and how he plays and what he does, but I think I try to take a little from everyone because I think, you know, everyone's got their, you know, specific thing that they're very, very good at. Yeah. You know, Tom Brady's just a surgeon. Mm. Aaron Rodgers just being able to place the ball wherever he wants, being super accurate. I think like I said, going back to just taking a little bit from everyone, uh, that's what I try to do and uh, make it a point to, you know, learn as much as I can. You feel like you got a little bit of Baker Mayfield in you? Like, like you guys kind of play with the same edge, same swag. I mean, you probably get that a lot. <laughs> I do. I get. I, I do get that. I think guys with certain, you know, or similar body yeah, types. Always you know. comparisons, right? <laughs> so I get, you know, those comparisons. But, I mean, I think you go back to – there's a guy, you know, my dad always used to say is Kellen Moore at Boise mm -hmm. State uh, because we're lefties, being yeah. similar in, in that sense. Um, but, you know, I'm a big guy on, on guys who can just move in the pocket and mm -hmm. create completions and just dice people up because I think when you can do that yeah. whenever you want, it's super dangerous. You mentioned being a lefty. It's kind of a unique dynamic in college football. And, like, as a guy who used to coach, like – I know how coaches feel about lefties sometimes too. Yeah. Like a lot of some some teams won't take a lefty. Some are like you know if we won't even recruit him if he's a lefty. How do you feel about that? 
And did, did you think that it impacted your your recruitment at all? I think it did a little bit. Yeah. Not a lot, because I think the whole thing's like ridiculous. By the way, like I had a lefty quarterback all through. Yeah. High I mean, it, I, I get it because it is unorthodox. It's different. Yeah. Or it's not, you know, I guess normal in in some way. But I think this is the craziest thing. So in my recruitment, I had a a coach tell me, "Hey, like I'm not gonna offer you because you're a lefty. Like, like you're you know damn good player, but just not gonna do it." Mm. But the same coach, when I entered the portal, was recruiting me really hard. And so I was, I was a little remember thrown off. the whole time? <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, dude, I, I remember that exact conversation. Like, I don't, I don't forget any of that. But, um, yeah, I've had definitely had conversations about that and that being different. But I think, you know, guys like, you know, Tua, yeah. of course, watching, you know, Michael Vick at a certain point, um, Kellen Moore, like yeah. I said, the, the lefties uh, – I guess for me, that's kind of who I've been able to watch because the the similarities yeah. in that sense. The whole thing of like the ball spinning a different way, like that's ridiculous. Like when I hear receivers say that, you've heard that, like oh, it spins the opposite way for a receiver. That that's total crap. Like the only thing for coaches is like you do have to flip a lot of the you know like play action stuff. Exactly. I, I think that's probably the hardest yeah. part for them. Um, Ball spinning the wrong way, I've heard it. Uh, we've made jokes about... Don't listen to that from your receivers. <laughs> That's the worst made, excuse. We've made jokes about, you know, left-handed footballs, left-handed <laughs> towels. We've made a bunch of jokes that, you know, a lot of people think are real. Yeah. <laughs> That's one. Um, let's talk about NIL. Yep. So, like you said, like, I mean, college football has changed more in the last four years and it's changed in like a hundred years and you've been like right in the middle of it all yeah. portal NIL. How's NIL been for you, especially at a place like Oklahoma? It's been really good and I'm blessed. Shoot. I, I never complain. Cause I know you got the bread. They they're <laughs> doing really good for us yeah. and um, for a lot of the guys, but I think it's big on the, the way you approach it. You know, mm -hmm. I have a big approach on relationships and creating connections. You know, I think, in the past, I remember my freshman year, a lot of people would be afraid to talk to me or, hey, yeah. we can't do this because, you know, you're a, you're a player and they might. But for me, it's just being able to put myself in a room with you know, a bunch of successful people that mm -hmm. have a lot of knowledge. Um, and I think taking that approach has been helpful because, shoot, I'm, I'm sitting with you and we wouldn't yeah. be able to do this yeah. without NIL. Um, but just things like that, I'm, I'm grateful for. But... Yeah, ain't no complaints on my end because <laughs> Oklahoma's been doing it right. What do you think NIL is a good thing for the game? I do. I think if people have the right approach to it, but mm. I think the biggest thing is education and also having the right people in your corner. Mm. You know, because I, I think it's a perfect example of you know what the NFL already is. You know, yeah. with contract talks and uh, you know free agency, it's very similar. Very similar in in that way, but I always go back to if, if you have the right approach to it and, uh, you know, still focus on your career and uh, growing and people who are going to put you in the best, you know, position yeah. to succeed, then the the rest of it will take care of itself. You have, you dropped the clothing line, didn't you? Like a, I did. A, a brand? What's yes. it called again? DG The Brand. DG The Brand. Yep. You want to plug it a little bit? Like yeah. That? So... <laughs> We like, start, how did that come about? Like, why we, did you do it? Well, I always love creating stuff, and I had you know a bunch of friends that are in the manufacturing business, mm -hmm. so I uh, obviously got into it. Thought it's you know a safe way to you know start a business and um, create relationships as well. So we started at UCF, started doing some you know kind of fan gear and some seasonal drops. Mm -hmm. um, this is some dime time merch. Love it. That we got going, but um, started there, but you know, kind of now have transitioned in a bunch of different ways with mm. doing the fan gears, you know, seasonal drops, doing some called the yard sale, which we're gonna drop soon. Oh, cool! It's kind of just you know, dope, you know, streetwear we've been kind of creating. Can and I then, get one of those? Or? Well, you know, I got you. <laughs> when you and Brad coming to town, you know, I got you. I love it. But uh, and then we're doing partnerships, uh -huh. so just you know, kind of empowering businesses and. Um, being able to let them hold their own personal line of, uh, you know, merchandise yeah. in a store. And then it 
being kind of a more creative way of, of doing it. Are you very entrepreneurial, like business minded? Are you, are you always thinking about that stuff or? I'd, I'd say a little bit. Yeah. I think I go back to relationships, you know, like I, I love, like I said, breaking bread, knowing people's yeah. stories, but then also uh, just creating the connection and shoot, I'm all about a good time, you know? So I, I like having fun with what I'm doing. I enjoy football, but I also enjoy people and having fun while doing yeah. it. What do you do with your NIL money? Do you invest any of it? Like, are you just sit, got saving in the bank? Or are you, or, 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 are you spending it I all? Do, I, I don't spend, I'm not a big spender. I, just on appetizers, that's all you spend on? Appetizers. <laughs> You'll see me spending on food and then my family, you know, yeah. whenever I can. But, yeah, I got try to invest in certain ways, and I think that's why it's so, you know, such a beauty, you know, that we have NILs. You get to learn at a young age mm -hmm. with, I guess, not necessarily crazy amounts of money. It, we'll get there at a certain yeah. point, but um, just being able to, to learn and, you know, have people in your corner that, you know, can set you in the right direction. But mm. that for me has been the biggest thing. I've probably learned the most I've ever learned in college yeah, from that money. Yeah. When you're done playing, what do you want to do? You, are you going to be coach? I always make this joke. Yeah. But I want to be in Hawaii, a high school coach. <laughs> and I want to bring kind of like an IMG Academy to Hawaii. So that would crush. Because if you think yeah. about it in Hawaii, you know, it not having a lot of, you know, eyes on it. And, of course, mm -hmm. it is now because of, you know, players who have, you know, kind of set that foundation. I think it would be cool to, you know, get all the best players in Hawaii, you know, travel yeah. uh, during the fall and, you know, create a place where you can play against the best, but you're also playing with the best on the island. Yeah. There's a, a lot of damn good players out there that, you know, just don't necessarily get, you know, the looks, but kind of creating a team that can travel and play the best teams would be yeah, I mean, my no, dream. No reason that sure. shouldn't, that shouldn't be a, <laughs> that should be a dominant team. Right. Yeah. It should be easy to get kids to go to Hawaii too. You know, just like IMG's got kids coming to Florida just to play there. Exactly. You know? So that's my million dollar idea. <laughs> so whoever wants to invest in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just gave it away. Hopefully no one starts it before, I know. You, before they you might. They might. Shoot, I might just join them. <laughs> um, what's the... Best piece of advice anyone ever told you? This may be cliche, but keep me your circle tight. Uh, I think uh, when things start, you know, certain things start to happen and success starts to come, I think a lot of people not necessarily get comfortable, but they are able to relax and feel like, you know, the success is because what what everything's you know happened in their career but really it's the people that you know guided you in the right direction and mm -hmm. have stayed close to you and loved you through the ups and downs and i think just hearing that although it's cliche like you know i, I love my family and i'm a big family guy and uh that's something that'll forever stick with me because you know they've loved me through the tough times loved me through the good times and have always stayed consistent yeah. and I always go back to my support system that has kept me, you know, the way I am. And I've always been grateful for that. Give me your top three quarterbacks in the NFL. Bias? Yeah. Okay. I mean, your top three. This can be hilarious. I'm going to put this clip on social media just so you okay. know. So just think. My top three quarterbacks. <laughs> This is going right on TikTok. <laughs> Let me think. Let me think. Can I do top four? Okay, yeah. No particular order? I prefer an order, but if you don't want to, you don't have to. <laughs> Marcus Mariota, one. Tua Tagovailoa two. Bro. Baker Mayfield, three. Kyler Murray, four. Did you, did you say that it's just because like, they play like you? Is that what? <laughs> I just, I, honestly, I just put them, I don't know, I just... I guess that's the order, but really, I like those. Those are my top four. Yeah. No particular order. I just, those are the guys. Those are your dudes. Yep. Yeah. So that that was that was a little bit of a bias top four. That's super but. biased. <laughs> but if, if you want, like, maybe just top three best players playing the best right now. Mm -hmm. 
Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and I'm just saying the QB position, mm -hmm. not necessarily team success. Yeah. And uh, gosh, I'm forgetting one. Mahomes. Oh yeah. Why am I forgetting Mahomes? Gosh. <laughs> you know Mahomes. what's funny? He's. Is, a, I, I mean, I've done three. this with quarterbacks before and asked them for top three in the NFL, and all the all you guys struggle to name top three quarterbacks in the NFL. Like well, Kate Klubnik could have named three guys. He was like Brady. I couldn't, couldn't remember. <laughs> we well, forget either. because there's 32 teams and there's. Yeah. And then, guys. like, you can't say the wrong thing. Because then Jalen, like, Jalen Hurts, like, yeah. I forgot about him. Highest paid player in NFL history. Dude. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, I, I like to, there's a group of guys, but anyone who's playing at that level is yeah. crazy talented and obviously gets there for a reason. What's your uh, morning routine? I think you can find a lot out about a person by their morning routine. <laughs> morning routine. It depends on the day. Yeah. But um, I like to wake up, like, Usually we have lift or a meeting. So I usually like to wake up like 45 minutes before. I like to get there early because I like the hot tub, cold tub mm -hmm. beforehand if I can. Veteran move. Stretch. Yeah. So I'll stretch in the locker. There's like a calf stretcher. <laughs> Huge. And then like a hammy stretcher. I don't, you like the ones that there's like loops in them? Yeah. I don't know what it yeah. is, but I usually stretch. And then, yeah, head right into lift and uh, meetings, but... I love oatmeal. My secret <laughs> oatmeal is, it's huge, but it's, it's, I learned it from my girlfriend. You put as much oatmeal as you want, mm -hmm. then you pour in some water, just maybe like a centimeter above, put some brown sugar in, and then you heat it up in the microwave, two minutes. Once you get it out, mix it up, then you put your cut strawberries, you cut bananas, mm -hmm. peanut butter, then you get the almond milk and you just pour a little bit because then you get like a heavy cream Yeah. and then cinnamon on top. It's the best. Every day you have that? Not every day because then that's like a lot of sugar, I think. Yeah. But if like I need a good meal, that and then maybe some eggs and bacon. You got it down to a science. Sounds like. <laughs> well, I had to because there's a lot of ingredients, you know? Yeah. yeah. And like people, it, like I'm a chef sometimes, mm -hmm. like in – our household and my girlfriend, like, I got breakfast. How'd you, uh, how'd you meet your girlfriend? So, my girlfriend and I, we met in seventh grade. In really? middle school. And, uh, yeah, ever since. You've been with her since seventh, seventh grade? Seventh grade. Wow. Well, we had some time in between in high school, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we, we did some long distance, 30 minutes in a high school, which was <laughs> That's no distance. car in high school, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. She, uh, she enjoying the journey? Like, has she been, she had fun through the she is. ups and downs, UCF to here and all that stuff? For sure. And I think um, just what I love about her is she's just been super supportive, super loving through it. And she understands it, you know, um, kind of in high school. You know, just having that experience, even though that's very scaled down, um, yeah. just love me for who I am. And um, she knows me and, and I love that about her. And I know her, which is super cool. Um, but then even, you know, the journey throughout UCF and having to do long distance and, mm. you know, the ups and downs of relationships, you know, people don't think about the many aspects, you know, everyone has let alone, you know, football taking up a lot of time. Mm -hmm. um, I just learned a lot throughout that journey as well, um, how to manage and juggle personal relationships, mm -hmm. uh, school, football, you know, yeah. leisure, friends. You know, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot that comes with it, but I wouldn't want it any other way. Last couple of things I got for you. When, let's say in 10 years, when people think Dylan Gabriel, what do you want them to think about? Just a winner. I, I love winning, and that's always been my focus. Um, I hate losing. Like, I'm a, I'm a bad loser. <laughs> you know, like, I, I try to be good to it. You know, I'm, you know, I'm respectful and all that, but I just I hate losing. So whatever it is, I just I want to be a winner and want to have a, a winning time throughout my career. Last thing, what's your why? Why do you do what you do? Because I love it. I, I love, 
I wake up every morning. I love what I do and I have fun with it. Mm. And like tomorrow's not promised. And I know as long as I have a lot of fun and love what I'm doing, where I'm doing it, who I'm doing it with, like then I can, you know, hang up my jersey knowing I'm, I, I put all in, all I can into it and had a lot of fun doing it. So that's, that's my why. I love it, man. Well, it's been fun getting to know you, dude. It's been cool talking to you. I'm, I'm all in on my D Dylan Gabriel for Heisman odds. I'm cool. placing the bet. So, Let's you go. know, you need to make me some money on that one, man. I know. So, but I'm excited to see you play this year, dude. I'm excited to, to see what you guys, guys put on the field. Let's go. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate it, bro. It. This is fun.